Hello, and welcome to the Activation Nation podcast, your weekly source of actionable advice from industry experts in self-development, LifeVantage products, and more to help you activate your wellness, your business, and your life. Today's episode focuses on personal growth and leadership development. But first, the legal stuff. You may hear our guests talk about the income they've earned or how their health has been affected with LifeVantage. Please note that the average annual earnings of a typical active LifeVantage consultant in 2022 was $885. For the most up-to-date information, please click the link in our show notes. Any product statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, here's your host to dive into today's story to help you activate your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another incredible episode of Activation Nation. You guys, this episode is all about leadership with two of just my my favorite people in LifeVantage. We have executive leaders, Gloria and Jennings Waterhouse. They are a mother-daughter partnership out of Sandpoint, Idaho, who have an incredible background in, um, they were former business owners, Gloria's background, she's a psychologist, and uh, they came together to to build a life vantage business, and they're going to share with you a little bit about their leadership journey. And they have some incredible tips and advice, and just take on on how their their leadership has evolved with their business. So, looking forward to you listening to this episode. I know you're going to get a lot out of it. Thanks, everyone. Okay, well, hello, Activation Nation, and welcome to another amazing podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with two of my favorite executive leaders, mother and daughter combo, Dr. Gloria uh, Waterhouse and Jennings Waterhouse from Sandpoint, Idaho. And they are here joining us today to talk all about one of my favorite topics, and that is leadership. So Gloria and Jennings, welcome to Activation Nation. Thank you so much, Kristen. We're excited to be here. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, we're going to jump right in. Um, I know we are... We love this topic. We're topic. We're excited to hear your perspective, especially because you know you have that added element of working together. You know, I mentioned as as mother and daughter. Um, but right out of out of, out of the gate, I want to ask you both. You know, what does leadership mean to you personally? And maybe kind of a follow up with that is, how do you feel like that definition to you has evolved over time? Well, I guess I can start and say that really leadership development has been central to our journey. We're first-time network marketers, and it was really important to us to establish a culture and a leadership format that um, would be effective. And so there were lots of false starts and stops, and today we're really blessed with a team of empowered leaders. Um, They are people who have incredible commitment to LifeVantage, that see this as a higher mission, that some of them have been with us for 11 or 12 years. And really, we're all barely recognizable as the same people we were when we started. Um, I'm a psychologist, and I have worked with people for 45 years. I have never found anything that was as powerful for empowering people and teaching them self-awareness as this journey and this profession. Oh, that's incredible. So would you say like your background as a psychologist really helped you? Was it was it different as you were working with people in a different way 
how did how did you have to kind of reframe some of that? Well, um, frankly, it's been really helpful. But one of the things that helped us most as that is Jennings and myself as partners and our team, I think, is that we had to do some personal development ourselves. You know, it's not as safe when you everybody's watching you and everybody's modeling your behavior and so forth. So, um, yeah, it was very helpful. Oh, I love that. Well, Jennings, same question to you. You know, as you started this business and you, and you look back to when you first started and you look on your leadership journey, how has your definition of a leader really changed over time? Well, it's interesting because when we started this journey, we owned our own small businesses, several of them, and we had lots of employees and people to manage. And that's a very different enterprise than our team building and leadership development in network marketing. And so there was a transition of trying to to navigate how do you empower people? How do you uh, motivate a, a, a volunteer army, right? And so that that really took us a while in working with the different types of mentalities between, you know, an employee mindset and a business owner mindset. And so uh, over the years, we've transitioned and really finding that if you are looking at the individual's goal and supporting really what they want to get out of this instead of, um, you know, a lot of times we, some of us have a really huge mission that we're on and other people, um, they really want to be part of a community or they want to develop personally and, you know, have an a side income. And so really navigating how can we support people's different interests, their different goals, and empower them to get to the next level, whatever that might be. That's really our passion, I think. I, I love that. And you know, you said something that I think a lot of people will relate to. And that's going from, you know, you mentioned a volunteer army and an employee mindset to a leadership mindset. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Uh, because I think for people who are coming in that are maybe used to being a business owner, maybe they're used to being an employee, um, you know, that is just a different kind of motivation and a, and a different perspective. Like what lessons did you learn along the way that you think might be helpful for, you know, somebody in the same spot you were in of just starting a, a new kind of business? Well, I think really asking them a lot of questions about being a business owner and and taking the responsibility of that and the ownership of that. And sometimes as a leader, you know, who is very uh, motivated, energetic, all of these things, sometimes we, we want to go in and fix for them. We want to go in and uh, solve all the problems and you know, you really have to say, okay, we're going to help you build your business. And what does that look like for you? And so really asking them how, you know, how do you want to see this go? How, you know, what are your expectations? You know, what can you do for your own business? And giving them opportunities, I think that that's one of the things that mom and I really focus on a lot is looking for opportunities where somebody can step into a leadership position 
and and fill that role and practice that within our team. I I love that. And I hear you talk, you said the word responsibility multiple times and helping them feel like it is their responsibility. Uh, Gloria, did you find that same thing of really, I love how Jennings captured that of helping people see themselves as that leader first or, hey, here is your responsibility as a leader. And how has that impacted you as a leader as well? Well, I'd like to underscore what Jennings said and say that I think the very first task is that we establish relationships with each individual, and they may be varying, but we try to make a connection. We see where they are at that point, and for the whole community, we're establishing a feeling, an environment of trust and inspiration. This is a big deal, and you can enter it in whatever level you want, and then we have to watch people because people go from one level of empowerment to a higher level generally until they almost don't recognize themselves. But along the way, you have to give them feedback, you know, and you have to judge what level that they can accept feedback and self-awareness, feeling safe, uh, having a pride and belonging. And those things establish a firm foundation and then people become open and they desire to grow to a different level. I love that. Um, You know, one of the things that I think is so powerful about this podcast is, you know, we're talking about these principles, but when there's actual stories and people behind it, and I think it makes it really relatable. So I'm going to ask you both, is there, as you look back over your years in this industry and with LifeVantage, can you think of an example where your leadership really had to shift and change to get from one place to another, or an example of someone that you really had to help develop their leadership skills that, you know, would be beneficial for our listeners to hear? Well, I can think of uh, a repetitive... You're like, yes, we have plenty. We work with people all the time. (laughs) But, you know, we're in a culture where a lot is going on. People are afraid. Mm -hmm. They are in a divisive world. They get into this and their fears come up. And then they begin sort of taking a consciousness that's almost like I'm a victim or, you know, I, I can't do this because that would be an example. And so we have to work with them to shift them to possibility. We listen and we empathize with the conditions that they are in. And then we kind of hold out a hand and show them the next step and keep them moving and then they get to the next place and they feel more comfortable at that place they take on more ownership and that's where leadership development occurs i think i love that jennings what about you well i i was particularly thinking of one person popped into my mind uh which is a great example of how they've developed as a leader we had a beautiful woman who was petrified of public speaking. So we had this meeting every Monday night for years, a decade, right, in our small little town. And we would gather. And even if we didn't have any guests, we would work on personal development. We would, you know, pick a topic and we would be practicing and we would always be inviting somebody new to be uh, the leader or, or hosting the meeting or playing a role in that. And we had this beautiful woman and she 
had a, a serious phobia of speaking in front of people. And even if it were a small group of us, maybe two or three, she would get up, get really angry and leave the meeting. Oh. <laughs> and- <laughs> she was out. She was out. She was- and it was really holding her back from so many things in our life. And mom and our team worked with her to overcome this fear. And she started little by little, you know, handheld up to the front of the room, little parts at a time. And from this journey, she now has a really successful life coaching business alongside her life managed business. She goes to meetings with hundreds of people and will stand up spontaneously and speak beautifully and guides people. And that's a benefit of this journey that you wouldn't really directly associate with pro tandem, let's say. But as I mean, that's priceless for someone to be able to do that. No, I I love that. I love that you were able to identify that in her and help her get over that. That's, you know, I think one of the most rewarding things about about this business. Um, You know, my next question and kind of one of the things that I want to talk about that I I can tell you I have really realized in my uh, leadership journey is that everybody's leadership style is, is a little bit different. And everybody has incredible strengths and everybody has places where they can always do better. But how important is it to recognize that leadership isn't the same for everybody and people are going to have different styles? Gloria, I'm going to go to you with that one. I think that it's incredibly important. And um, there are some people who are so great with systems and so great with consistency, but don't actually have the capacity to relate to people. And then we have people who relate easily with other people, but can't do the systems and be consistent. And so we're constantly going back and forth trying to develop, help them to develop more of a cohesive approach to doing the business. And there are so many similarities, though, Kristen, even though the personalities are different. Everybody has a place where they need to feel confident in their authentic voice. And I think that was what Jennings was talking about with that example. You need to be able to speak to another human being while you're listening to them deeply, but you trust your own voice and it's not scripted. And that's a huge, huge step for everyone. Um, And that's why the visibility in front of the room and each person taking that step in the journey. Then now all of our people, they can stand up and they speak spontaneously everywhere. They're just masters at it. And uh, so that's something we're very proud of. No, I I love that. Jennings, I I think I have just a slightly different follow-up question that I want to ask you. You know, sometimes when we think of leadership, we think of the person that has figured out everything, the person that can do it all. How important um, is it? You know, you you have had a successful businesses. You have a very successful organization. How important is it for a leader um, to realize that they're better when they surround themselves by different kinds of leaders versus feeling like I'm the leader of this organization. I have to do it all. And do you have any examples where maybe that's been helpful or maybe you've had to learn that the hard way, but leadership 
doesn't mean that you are the best at everything and that you have all the answers. No, it definitely does not mean you have all the answers. I think for us, leadership means that you have the perseverance, the dedication to keep exploring and digging through all of the the problems, all the all the things that you need to find solutions to. And it's not that you have any answers at all. It's just that you're committed to trying to find the answers. And we I think we struggled more with the responsibility of feeling like we want to make sure people are successful. And so personally taking on that responsibility can be um it's can be very fulfilling, but it can also be uh, kind of a detriment to the team itself. And so really enabling people to 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 take on those leadership roles and let them, like I said before, let them kind of go through that process of navigating, of problem solving, and not just having every solution for them all of the time uh, and really letting them be part and contribute to finding the solutions for things. And that's where with people's different strengths, you know, trying to really call on people and say, wow, this is really your strength. Can you help us in this area? And that helps them develop as a leader so much, just having that invitation to be part of the solution finding process. And, you know, Nobody knows what we're doing. I don't think anybody or any of the leaders here know what they're doing. I think we're just all trying to figure it out. No, I, you know, I have three kids. And so as you were saying that, I'm like, man, this, this could just as easily be like a parenting conversation because, you know, as, as you see your kids or your team or whatever going through something, it's really easy to be like, oh, I wish you would just do it this way or, you know, almost replacing control with leadership and helping people develop and, I, I love what you said. I think it is hard, you know, to help them see it for themselves. So I, I absolutely love that. Well, I loved what you said about parenting because that I feel like that is a lot of the way that we look at this, that you it's necessary to be that steady, consistent, loving, uh, supportive, helping hand that's there. And one of the things that's really benefited our team, I think, is our consistency every single day, just being there. And and everyone knows that. You know, we're always very conscious of how much energy people are experiencing from us. So we are we try not to like pump a whole bunch of energy and then disappear. You know, it's very consistent and they know they can count on us because of that over the years. Yeah, no, I think that's that's incredible. Gloria, anything yeah. that you want to weigh in on that? Well, I, I can I just see want... you like getting excited about this topic. Well, I think it's so much like parenting. I'm so glad that you brought up that uh, comparison because it is like being a parent and you can't be a controlling parent and you can't make goals constantly for people. So I think that one of the things that we initially made errors in is that we would just 
want everybody to be their very best right now. And maybe, maybe even it appeared like too much pressure. And now we're very accepting and we watch the connection, how people are connected to the organization, making sure that they're still inspired by our mission, which is so great, and part of the community in some way. Life happens to people. We support them during the time that life happens. Then we reach back out and say, we're here again and join us. And they do. I love that. Um, it's so just so many life lessons in, in that way of thinking. That's incredible. Um, Gloria, my next question is for you. I want to kind of go back to kind of b- very basics here because you said something that just triggered this for me. Um, and, you know, you mentioned this industry or life advantage being your first time in, in network marketing. Um, but that previously, I know you were a psychologist, you worked with people a lot. And one of the things that I have found is that this industry is incredible at personal development and and becoming a better leader. And you both you both have referenced that. But what's interesting is I also find that when people join this, this concept of leadership and personal development is so foreign to them. So if you have if somebody's listening right now, maybe they just started their life vantage business and they're like, what are they even talking? Like, I, I can't even comprehend what that is like. What would be your advice for somebody who is brand new as they're starting to build their business to really start to, you know, make some progress as a leader, make some progress as personal personal development? Because number one, they might not understand it. And if they do, it might just feel like overwhelming or like you're boiling the ocean with it. So where does somebody start? Well, absolutely. That's a great question. Where they start is with a sense of trust, that there is something important here. And they don't evaluate themselves as to where they are when they walk through the door, because there are so many lessons to learn. Uh, Network marketing is the best place for personal growth, and you're aligned with everybody who is on that mission. We're all attuned to that. So don't judge yourself the way you are today. Don't compare yourself to the elite leader, the executive leader, or um, standing in front of the room. Compare yourself to where you were yesterday, and know that if you make a 1% improvement in some area of your life every day, that it's going to be massive in a year. And by the time you're around for a decade, you'll be a rock star and you won't even recognize yourself. But you can't hide from yourself in this industry, Kristen, as you know. You know, you can't go, oh, well, this is just because I was tired. And uh, you watch these patterns of dropping out, questioning yourself, protecting yourself from your fears. And those are measures every single day of your self-esteem, your self-awareness, your levels of empowerment. So you're going to grow. Just stay connected. And find find some leaders who have personality traits that you admire. Um, They may not be the ones who are killing it, but they are the people that you would like to become. You would like some characteristic of these and grow in that way. I love that. You can hide from yourself. That's going to like that just that resonated so well. I love that just that one simple phrase. You know, you're right. At some point, like you can't hide from 
from those fears or what's holding you back. So I, I love how you said that. Uh, Jennings, same question for you. For somebody who's coming in, what, what would your advice to them be who's just completely either doesn't understand this concept of leadership or is overwhelmed by it? Sure. Um, first of all, I think that every single person that comes into this business has the potential and the they have the ability to become a leader. And leadership is not a title. It's not a rank. It's not any of that. It's it's really showing up as your highest and best self and constantly working towards that. And I love that what mom said, you can't hide. It's true. You cannot hide here because every single day as you're out, you know, you start this business and you're like, okay, I'm going to go do the things. I'm going to go talk to somebody. I'm going to go you know, invite somebody to take a look at this. And then you're immediately faced with how they respond to you. And you may get a no, you may get, uh, you're crazy, you're doing something irresponsible. And you have to really look inside yourself and say, how, how can I overcome not only my interpersonal skills, you know, how can I up those? How can I uh, relate better to people? How can I be more of the person that I want to be. I want to be, I want to be outgoing. I want to be brave. I want to be, you know, that person that people want to follow. And so really setting your intentions and starting to question, gosh, am I, am I practicing that today? Am I, you know, what am I doing to, to further that, those skills and having the feedback from your team and other people and kind of questioning like, wow, I got that response. Is that because they hate nutrigenomics? No, it might be because, you know, we need to up our communication skills or we need to up our energy. And having somebody that's there by your side that can lovingly kind of guide you like, hey, let's work on this is a really good, um, a good way to go about it. Having that partner that you can really believe in. And you, on every single team in Life Vantage, I know there are hundreds, thousands of people that are there willing to play that role and support one another um, while we're on this journey. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, I, I agree. I think there are a lot of people that are just willing and um, want, want to jump in, want to do more. One of the things that I have seen, unfortunately, is that some people, they want that, they're willing to do it, but there's this little thing called fear once in a while that holds people back. I think as as a business owner, as a leader, you name it. It's, but what will people think of me? But enter anything. Um, so how have you seen people or maybe you yourself personally? And I, I know you mentioned the woman before about public speaking, but I think it's something just we're kind of worth going back to is how important is it to maybe learn to be a little uncomfortable in, in the journey. And I mean, if this business were easy, everybody would be a presidential, right? Um, but how important is the thought of just kind of going forward and, and maybe sometimes doing it a little bit afraid? How does that help you grow as a leader? Oh. To either of you, whoever feels the most into that question. I love, I love it now. I used to be so, um, you know, you'd go to an event or you, and every time you go to an event, let's say it's a meeting or you go to global convention or Life Advantage Academy, 
you come across some something that makes your stomach curl. You know, you just feel like, oh, oh no, I can't do that. And I used to be like really afraid of that feeling. And now that's the feeling that I get so excited about because that's my guide to know what the next thing I need to work on is. Mm. So I would say like, look for the, look for the discomfort, look for the places where you want to run it, where you want to hide. And, and, and that's your perfect place to get started on what to do next. I love that. It's almost like reframing it. So that's your signal of it's go time. But, you know, Gloria, I want to hear your perspective because like kind of easier said than done, right? Absolutely easier said than done. And we have to change our relationship to anxiety. Anxiety is a signal to us, but it is not something to be afraid of. It is information. And it says here, as Jennings was saying, that's perfect. This is an area I need to grow in. And I'm not going one measure of growth is that I will bite off a piece of whatever it is that I want to achieve, but don't feel um, up to at this point. And I will take one step in that direction. And my ultimate goal is feeling comfortable here. But you do not have to dominate your life by responding to anxiety. And that's what's happening day to day, minute to minute in this industry, because we're all getting pressing our limits. You know, you can do it a little at a time and just don't disconnect. Don't disconnect. I love that. Well, you know, one of the other things that I think is just completely unavoidable in any in any business is this concept of change. And I know for some people, it is it, it can be really just paralyzing and really difficult. And, you know, as I look at what we've done as a company over the past year, we have evolved, um, pun intended there, by the way, um, in so many different areas. And, you know, there are some leaders who love that and it's like, I'm excited. What's next? Let's go. And then there's some people that, you know, have to pause and, and take a minute and that's fine too. But the one thing that I think is constant in this world is change. So as a leader, how have you had to become okay with change? And how have you really used that to develop your leadership style and your skills and ultimately develop other people on your team? Well, people are constantly looking for reasons to protect their fear and their anxiety. And so they will step back lots of times when they see change going on around them. And they'll make change the problem. And so, again, it is a process of conveying the big picture to individuals. What is, you know, what are the big pieces of change we need to focus on? And let's not you know, go to get in tears about the back office. You know, we believe in our company. They're doing things the right way and we are all evolving. So we do a lot of handholding and trying to give the big messages about what's essential in this process of change. Let's not get into, you know, criticizing uh, customer service or whatever. It's we're, we're in this. This is exciting and we've got your back. And Life Vantage always has our back. I promise you, we've always got your back. Jennings, what, what are your thoughts on that on that topic of just like embracing change as a leader? Well, I really believe in the trust factor. We do have a ton of trust in the company and that every 
even if there's a challenge that's being overcome or a different, you know, a little detour or navigating a different way, that's necessary in order to move forward. And, you know, it's not a straight line all the time, just up. It is a rocky road. And that's just part of developing, of growing in the company and our teams and our people are all developing alongside of each other. And so just staying calm, trusting that it's all going to be okay. This is all um, for the greater good. And we've noticed that, especially for us, we get really excited about things. And sometimes we can get overly excited and go down a tangent. And then later, you know, six months, a year down the road, you're like, what were we thinking? We totally got so excited that we took everyone down this this alternate path. And so over the years, we've become very selective about, uh, you know, shiny objects, whether it's a, an, a training, um, a new system, uh, a whole new philosophy, just trying to stay the course as much as possible with the, the long-term principles and, um, and, and being really careful just, you know, we're excited for change but we're not going to go crazy and and go all over the place either. <laughs> you you said something that really stood out to me. Um but you talked about, you know, change as an individual and then kind of related that to change as a company and I I love how you connected that we're on the same journey. And you know, at a micro level you're looking maybe at the individual, but when you look at the big picture like we are a partnership. So we're we're evolving, we're growing, we're doing everything we can. And sometimes it is uncomfortable, but we're doing it all for the better of, of life and it. So um, I, I love how you connected the two of those things. All right. Next question that I have or anything else on that before I move on. I've got one more question that I want to want to ask you both. I do want to add there's um, the global element, right? We have the individual, we have the team, we have the company, we have the collective, and then we have the global circumstances that are going on. And that's changed. You know, when we started 11, 12 years ago, we met every week in person. We, you know, we weren't all on Zoom. There's like, the world was completely different. And now people are moving faster. They have higher expectations about their time. They're looking for community. You know, there are all these different ways that things have evolved globally. And we have to keep reevaluating and navigating that as well, which is a huge challenge. And that's something that we really are always questioning. Where's the energy of the team? What's the going on with the, you know, the universe outside of us? And how can we marry those two actions? You know, how can we marry the energy of what's going on with the action that we need to take? I would say. I'd like to jump in and say, Jennings, um, that's that's so right on. And I think that it has actually strengthened our community because people have needed a central trusting place to be inspired, to be able to. We've got people from diverse political viewpoints, incredibly different kinds of backgrounds, and they all come together in unity in Life Vantage. So... It is a safe haven now um, in, in what we have established. It's a place where people do not get divisive. They respect one another's opinions. They uh, 
link arms no matter what cross line they love paying it forward so i think this has been an incredible incredible resource for our team we're so grateful and if we trace it back to where it started just with this concept of leadership it's like as we all become better leaders the the impact is global and what we can have when we all kind of do our part and step up as as leaders, as teams, as the company partnering with the with the consultants, you know, the country, the market. I mean, it, the the influence is huge. So we have the ability to make such an impact, um, and it can all be tied back to how you show up as a leader. So I love that you both connected that. All right, last question I, I have for both of you. I want you to think back through your own leadership journey and who is somebody that really you look to that you can say they inspired your leadership style and what was it that they taught you that was so impactful that you feel like really set you up for success well you know one thing i see is that we there's so many great leaders out there and so many different programs that we can take and we've learned so much from that and continue to and we've had so many great mentors in life vantage i would encourage people you know really look closer to home um, for your mentors because you can get a whole new system going and get derailed even though you love the person you're inspired but they may be in a different track if they're not uh, a life vantage leader but we were really blessed at the onset of our career in network marketing not knowing anything that we have worked with Richard Bliss Brook. And he is a huge longtime leader who's played a variety of roles, an author, teacher. And I'll tell you, he brought us along, teaching us the value of authentic uh, networking. And we love that. And we were iffy about the industry at the outset, and now we think that that is the best way of life possible. But where he came in to coaching us personally was he established a level of trust with us that he could tell us the hard messages. And he said things to us like, Gloria, you are a terrible listener. I said, I am not a terrible listener. I've been a psychologist for 30 years, whatever. All I do is listen. But I wasn't being a good listener in this profession. And you know, those are the kinds of things that we have to acknowledge and, you know, not just retreat from and hate ourselves, but hey, this is an actual skill that I can uh, comprehend and embrace. So now we teach our team to listen through objections, really listen at the deepest level when you're interacting with a person. It's more about listening than it is getting out the message about the patents and the new research. First, we have to develop a respectful consideration. And then for all of you who are team members, partners like Jennings and I are, it's kind of weird, this mother-daughter thing, but I know that there's some others out there. Um, he, We were working with him and we got sort of into a conflict because we had differing opinions about something. And he stopped us and he said, Gloria Jennings, I'm going to tell you this once. If you ever want to get to the top of this industry, you do not have time for that. So Jennings and I, to this day, from that point forward, if we get into a back and forth about something, 
we stop ourselves and one of us says, we don't have time for this. We kind of grit our teeth and it goes away and we go forward unified. So Such a good signal. We don't have time for this. I love that. Jennings, what about you? What, um, as you look back on your leadership career and just the, the journey, what is, who is somebody that has really impacted that and, and how have you learned from them? Well, I would say that uh, overall we did learn the most uh, that we think of like daily, every single day from Richard and Kimmy Brook. And they really instilled in us that you're not just building a business, you're creating a culture um, on your team. And so, you know, as a, a type A workaholic type person, I can go, 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 go and forget about the fun, you know, or we can forget about the, you know, just spending time with one another or like really being able to to communicate what the vision is, being able to to verbalize that and have that have everybody embrace that. And they really taught us a lot of different ways um, through recognition, through uh, creating community that have really transformed our team and held it together over a decade. And so I'm so grateful for that. Uh, I have to say, Honestly, I mean, my mom is my best mentor. You know, she has taught me how, even though she says she's a crappy listener, uh, how to really see people and, you know, support them on this journey. And and that's a, a skill that I will never be able to pay back. What, what an incredible compliment. And, you know, glory to your leadership. I, I love the relationship that the two of you have. And um, you you said it well, you definitely are both good listeners. You are both amazing to be able to really look at a situation and find what is what actually matters and what's important in that situation. And it's because you're so authentic in how you show up as leaders. So with that, anything else that either of you want to add as, as we wrap up this episode all on leadership? Um, I think it's been great. I love this conversation. Let's continue it on in some other format because it's so important. Leadership is not the person standing in front of the room. Every single person that's part of this journey is a leader. It's just unleashing sequentially in small steps their greatness. Incredible. Leadership is not the person in front of the room. Jennings, any last thoughts from you? I love Life Vantage and the the biggest, greatest gift that Life Vantage has given me is watching people transform. And it's, you know, watching them transform their health is one thing, but watching them transform into a completely new version of themselves over time is is incredible. And I hope that every single person that listens to this podcast goes out and finds people to watch transform and support and help them become the best versions of themselves. So thanks for having us. No, thank you both. Such great advice. You both lead by example. You both are incredible leaders and we're thankful to have you a part of this company. You've played a huge role. Um, in where we are now. And I'm excited to see where you go in the future because I know there are big things in store for this partnership. 
But thank you for joining us, everybody. And we look forward to talking to you more on the next episode of Activation Nation. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you for tuning in to the Activation Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends and share your biggest takeaways from today's discussion with anyone who could benefit from them. This episode is sponsored by LifeVantage Legacy, a nonprofit dedicated to improving lives and building a lasting impact for those in need around the world. Learn more at LifeVantage.com. We look forward to sharing more with you during next week's conversation. Thanks for listening and being an important part of the LifeVantage community.